0: Hello, everyone, and welcome. I am Kim Biegler. I'm the owner of Youthful Fiber Farm and Mill, and I'm sitting here in the mill today with Wish. She's got to make her appearance. And Wish the Mill cat. Uh, Welcome. If you are new, I'm so glad you have found me. If you're coming back, thanks for coming back. I appreciate all of you. And I'm going to talk about all the wool things. I'm gonna try to not have Wish's tail jump on the microphone. Uh, Lots of wool talk, owning a wool mill, spinning yarn by hand, knitting, all the wool, wool, wool. And in this episode especially, I have got uh, a good amount of videos from skirting through carding of last month's, or this month's, I guess, it's still this month, uh, Fiber Club, the Subscription Fiber Club. So I just kind of walk you through processing that fiber, which was beautiful. Um, I'm going to do a quick what I'm working on, just personally, and it's a pretty quick episode. It's a pretty quick episode, but we'll cover the the knitting, the spinning, and the wool mill. How's that? Uh, so if you like what I'm doing, please don't forget to subscribe and to hit the like button and always comment. I love the comments, so please feel free. Before I forget, I am wearing, and it's a little bit cockadoodled right now, I am wearing, I can't wish just... Laid down but i knit this years ago this seems not in the right place right now this is the i believe it's the easy fold poncho by church mouse and um it's got a little neck opening here it really is an easy fold poncho so if you're looking for i just knit 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 and travel type of um larger garment feels like a sweater but with less details this is it and i used this was before i had the mill So I believe this is imperial yarn from like back in the day. Um, But it's beautiful. Okay, so let's just jump into it. Uh, Updates on our farm farm. We're just waiting for shearing you all. Uh, This is going to be a big shearing because I haven't shorn them in a year, which is not normal. I've brought that up before. Usually I shear every six months, but I was playing this year. Not sure my playing has gone well, but we'll find out when the fleeces come off. Within the next two weeks, they should be good to go as far as shearing. Um, we're hearing the 21st to the 28th, so I will grab some videos of that. Uh, Nigel, we went to the vet yesterday for our eight-week recheck, which was hoping to be like, hurrah, he's free! He can be off leash." This is our small dog. He had his knee surgery done eight weeks ago um, to. not repair to basically replace what was going on in his knee ligament so um, we did not get the clear but uh, the bright side is the surgery site is beautiful Um, all the work that they did it healed up perfectly as they would have liked to have seen the only problem is now his hip basically the dog hip flexor you know as it has a different name but for them what would be their hip flexor is so tight that he's not willing to Like you can see when he's trying to run that when the leg extends, it's trying to stretch that hip flexor muscle and it hurts so much that he is not willing to do it. So he walks well on it, but if he tries to pick up the pace, he doesn't want to use it. So more drugs for him, muscle relaxers, all of these different things, some extra stretches and just slow and steady. We'll recheck in a couple weeks. He doesn't seem to mind. Now he's on muscle relaxers too. So he's like, life is good. Um, so that's kind of what's going on with us. Not a whole lot. We're just like, just, and it was beautiful weather and now it's pouring down rain and very chilly again. So, um, I guess we're not done with winter yet. Okay. Works in progress quickly. I tried it on yesterday. I'll put a picture up after I show it here, but my calliope progress, I have been trudging away you all two rows a day minimum it's happening. And here is where we are this week. I've added a couple rows to it. I'm going to post a picture of it. Um, it's a little bit rolled up. She's a beaut. Um, this is the calliope. We're doing the knit along although I will admit I haven't been in the in the um, Ravelry thread in many days so I've got to jump on there and see what everybody's up to. I have seen two finished ones. I know Wendy and Allison both have finished theirs. Allison brought hers to Mill Day and Wendy sent me some pictures so I'm excited to see where everybody else is at. I think somebody else finished on um, in the thread too. So anyway, pop over to the thread. There's a link in the profile. It is not too late to join because this is just for fun, Um, having fun with it. And I'll put a picture here of my tried on calliope. Last night was finally the time. I was showered, I was clean. I was like, let's do this. And I wanted to show you because when I try on my sweaters, I use these little extension cords. And what happens is they're nice and long, so you can clip them to the end of your needles, one end goes in on each side, and it's a big long cord, and then you can stretch all your stitches out on this big long cord and try your sweater on. It makes it so much easier than being terrified and trying to fit into a small circular or putting it on waste yarn or all the different things we all do, putting it on other needles, because you just put it on, slide your stitches out, slide your stitches back down, voila, you're done. So um, they are in my website. Um, So look for them if you need a way to try your sweaters on better. Spinning, I'm gonna try, I'm hoping I have enough video that I can show you uh, some spinning. So since Nigel is far enough along in his progress, I finally this weekend got back to my craft room, which is up our flight of stairs. So it's been just like abandoned for the past two months. I've mostly been hanging out in the living room. But Mitch this weekend was like, it's time, get up there. Because Nigel goes now and he sleeps in our bedroom, which is where he loves to sleep in the end of the day. He doesn't care anymore where I am. So I went up there and I was like, oh my gosh, the spinning project. So I'm working on the nano projects that you all saw in some past videos. And then I completely forgot that I was also working on the wool and cotton that I was spinning, some roving that I got from Mendo wool. So I'm hoping to put a little video in here of that because whoo boy did I forget especially when I've been doing a little bit more short forward where I'm pulling the yarn forward or pulling the fiber forward to spin it um, this wool cotton blend is heavy on the cotton we're going to say heavy on the cotton and so you 100% have to do long draw I would not try to spin this fiber short forward and not only do you have to do a long draw, but it's pretty sticky from the cotton. And so you have to, like, let go. Not really use your front hand except for a little moment, maybe here and there. And then just let go with that back end. Like, just have the fiber kind of sitting in your hand and drafting backwards. So, it um, going from the one to the other, even though the majority of the time I'm dr- long drawing, I haven't been spinning a ton. And when I have been spinning, it's been a little bit more short forward. So, it was like, choo-choo-choo. The first time I was like, okay, step back. So just know, even if you've been spinning, if you're new to spinning and you feel like you get like frustrated when you start a new fiber or anything like that, it happens to all of us. It happens to all of us. So um, don't be discouraged. So anyway, I'm gonna try to cut to a video and hopefully I'll have that here and then I'll come back and talk to you guys some more. And if I don't, then we'll just cruise on through. All right, hopefully I'll see you in a minute. Okay, you all, so you're not gonna be able to see me very much, but I am unimportant in this video other than what my hands are doing. But I wanted to show you this is the last of this fiber, this um, wool and cotton. And what I have been doing is as I pull some out of this and it was in a big lot, I take kind of a big chunk and then I actually give it a little because it has the natural twist in it still and you can see how it comes off very similar to how mine comes off of my Carter just in little swirls uh, and it has twist in it and if you have twist behind your hand you're already going to be making yarn before it even gets towards the wheels so I like to and this kind of floofs it up a little bit too so I'm taking out the uh, twist and I'm taking, I'm kind of just airing it out a little bit so that the fiber is a little looser because that cotton is sticky. And you'll see what I mean. Hopefully you'll see what I mean. Uh, with this fiber. When I so I basically just have the fiber sitting in my hand, like you can see my hands are just barely holding it the only time i'm really maneuvering it and even if i put too much pressure on the front it just gets too caught up so the best thing to do is just let go which is so hard to do right but this is part of learning long draw which don't forget i do have a course on is just letting the fiber you just have to trust and I do have my wheel turned up so the twist is going in pretty quickly because this is a shorter stable length with cotton you pretty much want your uptake really slow and you want a lot of twist because cotton is so short and then I'm just kind of like having the fibers sitting in my hand it's not going to be the 100% most perfectly even yarn um, but this yarn is carded up pretty well and so I um, there's some vm i am not since i've already talked about or i talk about vm in a little bit i don't really pick too much of this but cotton kind of naturally has a fair amount of stuff in it so um and i can tell if i'm starting to have trouble spinning it's because i've put too much pressure on the fiber in my hands so it's just a reminder to let go and it's so scary right but you get more comfortable with it I'm going to pick when there's black chunks then I pick those out so I just thought I would take you along as I was back to spinning this I'm so close to this project being done and it's going to be a beautiful really nice and soft um, fiber the plyback samples are gorgeous on it you just kind of have to know what you're getting into and that cotton is a, a different way of spinning You can see I have, I'm already getting a little bit of twist behind here. So I just kind of floof my fiber again to get that twist out from behind my hand. If it gets to be too much, I'll break my fiber and then shake that twist out. But because this fiber is already sticky with that cotton, um, you just can't have any twist behind your hand because it's just gonna gum things up. Okay, so that's what I'm working on. I wanted to mention Lauren is my screen I you guys I can't I've told you so many times the building's crooked I don't know what's crooked is it me or is it the building okay um I wanted to mention one of my friends she's an online friend but you know it's so funny right they become friends. You feel like you know them. Uh, Lauren and I also exchanged letters, which is fun. She was in the United States and then moved over to the UK. I believe Lauren, if I'm wrong, please don't hate me. Um, that her husband is from the UK. So they moved over there and she's in fiber club. She's still in fiber club, which is so fun. And she is opening. They just bought a, an old takeout Chinese food restaurant, you all. is the most charming, beautiful building. And you know, I love old buildings. So that's one of the things Lauren and I have enjoyed sharing in common with each other. Um, but she bought this beautiful building. Um, and I don't know if I have a picture of it. If, I'll see. I'll see if she sent me a picture that I can pull. I may just be thinking. Anyway, the point is they bought this building and she's going to start a yarn shop kind of maker space on the upper level of it and it's so cute and I'm so excited for her journey and it's a big project and so we have talked about that some and we'll talk much more about it as you all know my building was a big project my life is a big project of old things so um anyway if you want to follow her on her journey she has started I think she's doing a blog and also a newsletter anyway I'm going to put a link. I'll probably put something here so it reminds you, but I'll have a link in the show notes if you want to start following her on her journey. I know a lot of you have, have brought up that you've enjoyed watching me go through the journey with this business. And I thought maybe some of you would enjoy watching her journey along the way too um, as she empties out this space and then turns it into something beautiful and a space for makers. So check that out in my show notes. Uh, next step. Guess what? My course is open. Uh, It's been hiding away for a while. My learning to hand spin on a spinning wheel course is available on my website. And it's changed a little bit. The course itself has not changed, but how I'm doing sort of the group coaching has changed. And I think I'm really gonna like this and I'm hoping you all will too. Um, So the course is available in the Wool School section or you can find it pretty easily in the online shop. So the price has dropped a little bit because i'm not going to do the group coaching in the same way what i'm going to do now and i'm pretty excited about this because this is for some people who well this is for many people potentially who don't sign up for my course but need a little extra help i'm now going to do that through patreon so rather than doing group coaching via zoom for specifically people in the course there's my watcher in my Patreon at the $5 level, you all. So this is pretty awesome. I want to make this as accessible to people that are learning to spin as possible because we all go through our hiccups when we're learning. Uh, Some of us more than others. Uh, So I'm going to start hosting Q and A Zooms via my Patreon, $5 level. So this is different than if you're at the $10 level or up, I have more of a social meetup on Zoom. That's different because that's, I mean, that's a very community building space. We all get to know each other. We talk about what we're working on. We inspire each other and um, get excited and encourage each other. These Q and A's that I'm gonna start are more specifically geared towards, I have a problem and I don't know how to fix it when it comes to my hand spinning. And I'm hoping this will help a lot of you. I get a lot of people reaching out with questions that are new or they're stuck or they got frustrated and they stopped. First off, I'm gonna say, do my online course and any of you watching that have done my online course please put a comment below and tell people that it helped you and made it easier for you um, because i know it truly does i've seen it happen so the course is one option but if you financially can't do it or you feel like you have already gone beyond the point of knowing the basics then the patreon is probably perfect for you and this is a way for me able to bring people together build community also um, I won't be teaching how to spin in the Q and A's, but I will be answering your questions as far as my wheels not doing what I think it's supposed to be doing, or why is this fiber not spinning this way, or what's wrong with my hands. (laughs) Um, So that's gonna be exciting. I'm gonna start, my plan is to start that in March. If I get a wild hair, I may do one before March, But all the info will be in Patreon, when I'm going to do it, the links will be in Patreon, all that stuff. So if you're interested, $5 a month, and hopefully I can answer some questions for you. Uh, And it's a great community. I mean, it's a great place to start in the spinning community. So I want to make this successful for you if you want to learn to spin. Or if you're already head in deep, let's make it successful and fun. Because that's what it's supposed to be. And that's what I think... For most of us spinners it is, is just a way to relax, a way to connect to our finished products, a way to connect back to the animals and the sheep that gave us that beautiful product. So anyway, check out my Patreon. That will be starting very soon. And I will record the Q and A's, but they're only gonna stay up on Patreon for like a week or so because it takes storage out of Zoom, and I don't want to pay Zoom any more money than I possibly have to. So um, if you have been wanting to take the course, if you've got a wheel that's collecting dust, go to my website, I'll have a link in the show notes also, and check out the course because it is go at your own pace. It's 147 for the course, you own it for a lifetime, you can hit rewind as many times as you want, and you can do it at home without being distracted by all the things. So and I'm available to you. And if you buy the course, I will give you a couple free links to the Zooms, the Zoom Q&A, so you can get on in there too and get some help from me if you need it. Okay, hey, I'm very excited that it's available. Okay, what's happening at the mill? Uh, what is happening at the mill? Fiber Club. So this is, I have a ton of videos for the making of February's Fiber Club. I'm gonna try to do this every month. We'll see how it goes. Where I kind of go from skirting to before. If I'm at a farm, I'll try to start there. But a lot of times I end up with the fleeces and we'll go from there. So I have a couple of videos of skirting. I have picking or wash. I don't know if I, what wa- I think I showed the washing before. I may pop it in here just again for fun. We'll see. I can't remember if I do. Anyway, uh, washing, picking, carding. Sadly, the fiber is all gone. I literally had just enough to eke through Fiber Club because when I bought all the fiber, I didn't have as many subscribers to Fiber Club. If you're interested in Fiber Club, it is currently full, but if you send me an email, I will get you on the list. And we are starting to notch through the list a little bit. So um, at some point I probably will just open up a couple extra spots, but I just, when I was buying wool for the next couple months of Fiber Club, I didn't realize it was gonna get so full. So. Um, I wanted to show you the wool while we're sitting here so this fiber club was basically my dream come true this wool I got from my shear it is a wait for it drum roll blue face lester shetland cross so when I first got my shetlands that was the dream breed for me like maybe one day I'll get it BFLU or a B or Shetland Ram and I'll make this. And then, then I realized, how about if I just buy the wool and have a few sheep? Uh, so here is the wool. It's pretty spectacular. So it has, you can see, it has that beautiful French fry e crimp. I call it the French fry crimp of BFL, but it's got just a little bit of extra Shetland character to it too. It's scrumptious. So this is from my Shearer Michael. Um, I'm going to try to get some more this year. I told him it was a wild success. Uh, Tammy was here spinning it at mill day and she was like, I literally, I was looking at her and she was just talking, just spinning just because that I tried a sample of it too. It just spins. You don't even have to look at it. So I'm going to try to get more so that, um, more people than fiber club get to try it out. But in the meantime, since I'm holding this, let's look at some other wool. Here's a beautiful, I'm about to put my Alexis, one of my Shetlands, her lamb fleece, Guys, I don't know why this is driving me bonker doodles today. Um, She is, okay, we feel better now. Okay, uh, I'm not going to fix it again, I promise. So she, I found her lamb fleece. I don't, I get backed up in fleeces, I'll admit it. So let's, so this is about to go on to the Carter today, actually. Here is her lamb fleece. What? So that's 100% Shetland. So you can really see how the Shetland comes through. She doesn't have that. And the, her crimp is pretty exceptional, but it's not the same as, I mean, look at how defined that is as far as that French fry. And this is a lamb Shetland fleece. So they don't always have that beautiful, beautiful crimp like that. But um, so Shetland, 100% Shetland. She's pretty single coated. BFL Shetland. And because I have some other ones here, let's look at them. Uh, This was the Gulf Coast native. So how different they all are, right? I can only hold so many samples at once. And then one more because I have it sitting here. Now the Gulf Coast and this Merino. So we've seen these before, but let's just lay them out. Let's just look at it, right? Look at how different. I mean, the tiniest little crimp you'll ever see there. A bigger crimp for sure, beautiful. But you know, the merino doesn't have a lot of luster. Merino's not, the fine wools don't have the luster that some of these other sheep do. Um, Here's our blue face luster Shetland. And here is our Shetland. And I don't know why, some of my Shetlands have just the most stunning luster too. Bonus. Okay, so I just thought I'd show you because all wool is not the same even if it's all white it's not the same and they all are going to have such different properties because of that crimp and that luster and the density versus the more open lock structure i mean look how open that is compared to the merino so um, all wool is not the same And I think you all know that I really love to try to find wools that are otherwise not deemed that great. Like I will play with all wools because these sheep put out all this effort. Let's like use it, right? So this BFL Shetland, it was a little higher in VM than I normally get. Not to say I haven't seen 14 times worse. Um, But There is a little bit of VM. I picked a lot, a lot of it fell out through the process of picking and carding. A lot of it's gonna fall out what's left into your lap if you were spinning it, and you may pick a little bit. To me, VM is not the end of the world. And I think a lot of spinners that, you know, if it's just, if you're going to use wools that were not necessarily being grown for purpose of wool use, you're gonna not always have the most perfect wool. And I think that's just part of using what we've got, using beautiful wool, even if it's not perfect and just appreciating the process of it. And you know, a lot of times that just means so sheep lived really happy lives. So um, it's just part of the process. Uh, and I lightly process the fibers. So that's gonna happen. There's gonna be a little bit of dirt sometimes. There's gonna be a little bit of VM. So just, you know, slow down. It's okay, I think. If it's not okay for you, that's okay too. But um, if, because I do use wools that aren't necessarily always thought of as the prime stuff, that's going to sometimes happen. So I hope any of you in Fiber Club weren't driven too crazy by the bits of VM in there. But you know what? Happy sheep. Happy sheep. Okay, uh, let's cut to some videos of that wool being processed. So you can see it on the skirting table. It was five different fleeces, I think. They were pretty small. Shetlands are not big sheep. And he was crossing a blue-faced Lester ram with Shetland ewes. And he said the reason that he chose these breeds, the BFL has that beautiful, beautiful crimp. The Shetland, a beautiful wool that is very sought after. The Shetland are super hardy little sheep. They do great lambing. I mean, my Shetlands pretty much were like, you going to work and I'll get home. And they're like, look what I did when you were at work. I had this. Lamb. I didn't need you. So they're super hardy. They lamb really well and generally very easily. So they can take a slightly larger breed that the BFL is and still lamb pretty calmly. And they get this beautiful, they milk well, they're just great mothers. And so that's why he chose to do it that way with the ram being the BFL. Um, okay. Anyway, let's head to, let's go watch the fiber being processed, and then I will come back and I think say my goodbyes for this week. See you in a minute. All right, I thought I would show you all what I am skirting. I'm skirting these tiny little fleeces today. I'm not going to tell you what they are. Oh, well, I'll tell you part. There's some BFL in there. I can tell you that. And um, see that beautiful French fry crimp? That is very BFLE really beautiful super clean there's that little pile right there that is what I've skirted out basically just a little bit of neck wool and some bridge stuff and otherwise this fleece is basically done and I'm gonna pop the next fleece on it and I'll show that to you all right I wanted to show you a quick video as I get ready to uh, look at that beauty so I just wanted to show you this as I was plopping it out to skirt it real quick nothing too intense just wanted to share with you um this fleece and this is the last fleece that i am skirting out for fiber club and i'll just pop it out uh this was actually one of the show fleeces so uh my sheer sure this at flock and fiber and and then I took it from there so it's pretty clean because he was aware that he was going to show it so I just put the cut end down sometimes it takes a minute to figure out what the cut end you know where everything is if it's very rarely do I get a fleece that is rolled perfectly so I'll lay it out and then just start picking away at it usually the ends are kind of where I start at there is extra gunk. When I get to britch wool, I'll pick it a lot of times. Um, and I don't always pull all the britch wool. It just depends on what kind of shape it's in, if it's lesser quality or really gunky or whatever. So uh, neck wool, I'll pull, cause usually that's gonna have, you're gonna know it's neck wool because it's gonna have a higher level of VM in it. And uh, otherwise I'm just kind of picking at it to, um, get here's a nice example of some neck wool and usually it's kind of a piece see how this piece is that's because of how it got shorn off so when it's really heavy and vm then i'll just grab a piece of the neck wool and i'm gonna do i'm gonna try to salvage more of this fleece than i normally would because they're so tiny and i need to make sure i have enough of it for fiber club so um, where i might toss out more wool in this fleece i'm going to keep more Uh, just so that I can make sure I have enough for everybody in the club. So I just thought I would share with you this lovely fleece. It is a BFL cross. We'll go in and I'll kind of let you see how it looks from the top here. Really beautiful. An easy skirt, an easy wash. It will be an easy and lovely fiber to spin. all right and we are at the picker now and i am going to put on the last of this bfl and i'm actually going to pull a little sample so we can do some comparison of some of the breeds i just had a nice chunk of it Um, some of the breeds that i have processed lately i'll find a chunk as i'm going along but it's always nice to kind of set stuff side by side, different types of locks. I'm gonna turn the machine on um, and hit the right buttons. Uh, It's always nice to be able to kind of compare just the difference in some of the wools that I'm working on. So I'm gonna steal a beautiful lock here. Hopefully you can see that and not get too behind here because I don't want that big chunk going through. But I am just here putting the last of this border lester, sorry, not border lester, blue face lester wool through the picker. And it's pretty, you know, the picker doesn't love these really tight, tight um, locks like BFL has. And some of these fleeces were more that standard, as i've shown more of that standard bfl and some of them are more heavy on the shetland uh, the picker likes the heavier shetland that is for sure because it's just hard for those teeth to um, grab at a lot of times i think the small really tight locks will just fly through the teeth of the picker without even making it into the picker's mouth per se uh, but the carter does a pretty good job of doing that finishing that up so I'm just gonna um, finish this up and I'm picking out vm as I go along and uh, this is it and I wish I had more of this fiber but I had just enough for fiber club because when I bought this wool there weren't quite as many people in fiber club we had such a big jump in fiber club that um, But hopefully I'll be able to talk Michael into selling me some more uh, once he starts shearing them again this year and uh, we'll get some more. So okay, I'm gonna finish up and let me show you how it's coming out the other end there. That's just me picking off EM. I don't want to fall behind so let me show you, kind of peek inside the picker there. You can see those teeth going. We'll come over here. You can see it flying out there. And just collecting on the bottom. Okay. All right, so here we are with just a peek inside our picked BFL Shetland. So I am going to, you can see, it doesn't love to get those teeny tiny ones open, um, but the Carter does a decent job of this stuff. It doesn't open, but all in all, it does a great job. So I'm gonna pull this and we'll head over to the Carter. Okay, here I come with our next bit to go on the Carter. And this fiber has a fair amount of VM. Um, so I'm just picking as I go along, not necessarily that <laughs> detailed, uh, but I'm picking as I go along a bit so that I can get more of the big chunks out. You know, my feeling on VM, I mean, if it's just like out of control, that's one thing. If I can't even get it in the washer, cause it's so bad. But in general, because I love to use wool that sometimes would be underrated or maybe not used, that's kind of part of the price that you pay, right? Because it may or may not have been grown with the specific purpose of it being yarn. But um, anyway, this is not that bad, but i kind of just keep picking as I go through and I'm running this at about three and a half ounces per feed because I could run it more. I've kind of talked about this a bit more recently. I could run it heavier than that but it's just I find and I think a lot of people agree um, that have spun my fiber. It's easier to spin when the roving's not super thick. Um, It's just easier to manage, it spins better. So um, while I could process more faster, I choose not to. So, and I'd like to think that that's one of the things that makes my fiber extra lovely to spin. Just that extra time I put into it. So I'm just picking, there are some random different colored fibers in here also. Um, I think that has to do, especially with the fact that some of these fleeces got shorn at a festival, and so they're not, like, being meticulous about uh, the order. Like, at home, I would try to do my dark sheep last so that any of their fibers, it doesn't matter too much, but, you know, you try to do the white first and then do the darker sheep. So, let me get you in here so you can see and then we'll pop over to the end and i had some going uh, skirting around some stuff here oh it's so pretty you all. it just um, has so much crimp left to it i'm gonna pull back a little bit and then we'll pull in it has so much crimp left from that bfl french fry wool, as i call it that uh it's just lovely So I hope you enjoyed the making. I spun just a tiny sample of this and it spun so beautifully. It really did. It just kind of wants to spin itself. So I hope everybody in Fiber Club enjoyed it and hopefully I'll be able to get some more this year. Okay. I think I finally got the camera right now that I'm done. Now that I'm done. All right. I hope you enjoyed those videos. Um, yeah. I hope you enjoyed them. I enjoyed processing that fiber. So that's always fun. Okay. If you are interested in learning to spin, go check out, uh, in the wool school section or go to the show notes, there will be a link to my course. It will get you there step-by-step at your own pace. So it's a wonderful course and it works. You will be spinning and you will learn much easier than I ever did. And that is my goal. And my goal is to help find that relaxation that so many of us are looking for right now right and it does it like last night this is the only problem with going to my craft room is that I get so comfortable and I'm sitting at my wheel and I'm just like back in my space and I've been staying up later not the worst thing but then I get downstairs and I'm like where did the time go my wheel that's where it went so anyway if you're interested check it out uh if you're interested in jumping into the patreon $5 $5 a month will get you into those Q and A's and then if you contribute more to the community then you give a little more so um, and you help support all of all of the things I make to encourage people to spin and understand wool and all that so I appreciate you all okay until next week stay healthy be kind to your neighbor and make so many pretty things I will see you soon thank you so much for watching